Good morning. I hope everybody's having a great day. can't believe Christmas is upon us, so it seems to have come earlier this year for some reason. Or maybe my life has been so busy that, I don't know, the holidays are flying by. Whatever it is, I'm glad it's rounding the bend, and uh, I think it'll be an a nice one this year. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, despite it being the first Christmas without my mother, that's always hard, but we're putting, um, new traditions in place and doing things very differently this year. Um, just to make it a little bit easier for all of us. And so that we have things to look forward to that are different. So it seems to be working in our favor. So I hope everybody else is, aligned with their Christmas plans. But um, anyhow, today I wanted to talk about relationships because um, it's interesting. I'm at a stage in life where I have some of my friends are married. Um, Now that I'm living in the city, a lot of them are not. Um, And it's just kind of interesting um, for me to observe different patterns that I see. And I think I mentioned at one point I've always been very interested in psychology and have always read books about relationships since I was 12 years old. So um, I feel very well-versed and well-read and educated in this department. And I wanted to um, discuss a little bit how like old emotional hurts from the past can affect your healthy relationships in the present. And, you know, even though some people might understand that some of their problems in their relationships are caused or perhaps aggravated by some past hurts from childhood or painful love affairs, I think some people have a hard time letting go of the past and truly understanding their behavior. And unless you really look inward uh, really, really deeply you won't really understand why you act the way that you do if you're having uh, difficult in your relationships. And, you know, I think one of the most important questions any of us can ask ourselves is how can you identify? How can I identify? And not just identify, but how do I heal any unhealthy emotional patterns that were formed in my past so they don't sabotage my adult relationships in the present. And, you know, everybody jokes about having emotional baggage and all of that, but it's real. (laughs) And it's not, I wouldn't say it's bad. I don't, wouldn't even call it baggage. It's just a cumulative uh, uh, of your experiences in life. And most people, I think, which is sad, is that, Uh, they won't admit that their past experiences are emotionally handicapping them in their present lives. And therefore, they never have the opportunity to be free of them. And, you know, when I say free, I mean true emotional freedom, which can be defined, I think, as a freedom to live as you want to live and love as much as you want to love and the freedom of your past experiences, meaning you've acknowledged what they are and you can actually be present 
because you've acknowledged all the hurt and difficulty you've experienced, whether in your childhood or past relationships. And honestly, in order to heal your past, you have to understand your emotional programming, you know, the formation of, you know, why you are the way that you are. And, you know, until you do that, it's going to be very difficult to to understand your behavior. You know, so if you think of your emotional programming, it's basically the set of decisions you make about yourself, about your others, and about the world when you were growing up. So if you can think of it as when you're born, you come into the world with a blank slate, you know, you don't really have any, you don't have any experiences And so it starts there. You're either treated well, treated harshly, you're either loved, neglected, picked up, put down, praised, criticized, whatever it is as a child. And each of these experiences help you form a decision about yourself, about people, about life. If your parents had an unhappy relationship, you know, you may have unconsciously decided, uh, I have to always behave or be good. I don't want to make people I love unhappy. Or it's not safe for me to express my angry feelings if your father was uh, abusive or emotionally distant. Or I can't count on the people I love, you know, if your parents weren't there or available. Each experience you have, if you truly look into it, helps you make the decisions you're making now. Those decisions, those beliefs that you observed as a child, they're all the reason why you are the way that you are. It's your emotional programming. Just like what a program, I would say a computer is programmed. Uh, you know, you take that information to solve problems. The, the, the computer program is already programmed to act a certain way. It's the same thing with emotional programming. That's the problem. So you're programmed and you don't even realize it. For the rest of your life, this program, which happened at a very young age, zero to three, affects how you think, how you behave, and how you react to circumstances. And they are all, all a result of your childhood experiences. And the majority of this programming, like I said, I think I read, I'm not sure, I think psychologists or psychiatrists I think I read in a book, I don't even know what it was, that between the ages of zero to five, you receive 50% of who you are. Say, so of your 50% of your emotional programming happens between the ages of zero to five. And then the 30% happens between five and eight. So between zero to five, think about your life. Think about what you are doing from zero to five. 50% of your emotional programming, 50% of the reasons why you act the way you are, why you're attracted to people you're attracted to, why you have either happiness or difficulty in your relationships comes down to the 50% of your emotional programming from the ages of zero to five. So that means by the time you're eight years old, You're 80% programmed psychologically. 80%. That's crazy. (laughs) 80% of the decisions about yourself and about others and about relationships have already been made. 
The rest, I guess that leaves 15% of your emotional programming. The estimate happens between 8 and 18 years old. So by the time you're 18 years old, you're 95% complete in terms of your emotional programming. That leaves 5% for the rest of your life. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but, you know, that's 5% that you have to work with, I suppose. But the important thing is you need to understand the 95%. Because if you don't understand the 95%, your behavior, your relationships, and all that is wrong are going to be a mystery to you. And you need to be aware of what motivates you in your relationships. 5% of your mind that is conscious that says... I want to be a loving wife to my husband, but maybe 95% of your mind is unconsciously programmed to avoid deep connection, deep intimacy, and you keep a wall around yourself. So imagine that. Your conscious is saying, I really want a relationship. I want to get close to somebody. And the other part is like, "Mm, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to deal with this. It's really interesting when you look inward and do that activity. It really takes not that much work. Well, I take that back. It takes a lot of work because you have to be honest with yourself. You have to really be honest about what happened in your relationships at a very young age and with your parents. And you need to look in that into that really closely with a fine-tooth chrome and And in a way that you're not afraid to acknowledge that your parents maybe didn't do the best job. Maybe you have to take them out of the role of, you know, oftentimes we put our mother and father in these roles of almost alien-like species. You know, they don't have sex lives. They don't have relationships. We can't bear to think of them as mortals, as flawed human beings. But, you know, when you put your parents... You look at them as just regular people, just like yourself, with emotions and fears and upsets and insecurities. You can really bring value to your behavior and to why you're in situations that you're in that may not be serving you well. You know, you need to identify and feel and express those emotions that might be trapped deep down inside. This might take a a psychiatrist or a psychologist to work with you. If it's that complex, get professional help. If this doesn't come with ease and creates anxiety and all sorts of issue for you, work through it with somebody um, that's a professional person. But you really need to understand your old unhealthy love choices so you can make new decisions and new choices and you know until you're open to new positive experiences of love you're going to end up creating and re- and and retreating to those past patterns and you know understand that system of, of emotional Programming, because that's the only way you're going to get emotional healing and solve your problems. And honestly, if you really evaluate them and sink into them, you can make significant changes and 
it's really, it's really quite poignant um, if you can do this exercise because it'll really define what your experiences were, what, you know, what they were and why you're the way that you are. And if you want to change the way that you are and you want to change the results you're getting, if you're not having the relationships that you desire in your adult life, it all stems back to your childhood. Do the work and you will find the answers and you can make the changes, but you can't make the changes if you don't know the full picture of the why. So really delve into that. Um, if you want to talk to me further about it, send me an email at uh, Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, a bravo at gmail.com. And I'm happy to expand further upon this. Um, anyhow, just some thoughts as you end this year and, you know, maybe you want to start anew for the new year and have new relationship goals and um, whether it's friendships, lovers, spouses, animals, whatever it is that you want to improve upon, um, know thyself. That's the most important thing. And then you can work from there. But if you don't know thyself, then you're, you're really, you're grasping at straws. So good luck. And I hope you have a great day today. And thank you for listening to Embracing Life. I really appreciate it. Um, please also follow uh, this podcast and share it with your friends or family who you think might get value out of it. Thank you.